boy Wild Tuna. We here with another exclusive. Yeah. I got the legend, the goat. It's in the building. Y'all yeah. know what it is, man. Cassidy, I appreciate you. We in this joint. We gonna take this all the way back, man. We gonna take it back to the beginning. I appreciate you having me in here. So let's talk. Let's talk heavy, man. First thing first. What made you choose music? You know what I'm saying? Because you flourished in this thing. And we want to know what made you pick up the mic. Hold up, man. He with. said I got you in here. You know what, what got me oh, yeah, in the yeah, You yeah. just heard the music. <laughs> you know, but you, I heard it. I got the exclusive. You know what I mean? We're going to talk about nah, what I heard, too. That's heavy. You, <laughs> but I was born in the music, man. My mom and my dad both rap. And they was in the hip-hop before I was even born. Okay. So as far back as I can remember, I've been listening to hip-hop, loving rap music. And I decided I was going to rap professionally myself in like the fourth grade. Okay, early, early. So let's talk about the name because you, you did go through a name change. You went by something else when you was younger, right? Uh, yeah, I had a few different days. Uh, one of my first names was Little Sharp. And I was in a group called LSD. And it's still Philerically Sharp and Dangerous. Word. And, um... Um, I was little shot for a long time, but when I entered this radio competition in Philly called the Cipher, the Zulu shit, when I entered that, my name, my name Barry Adrian Reese, bars, right? So right. people used to call me B in the street for short, sure. right. and in Philly, you know, they'd be like the ball this, the ball that, so they used to call me the ball B, right. and they told me to call the radio station, I didn't think they was going to pick up, it'd always be busy. Or even if it ring, it just keep ringing. But it start ringing, and I'm thinking they ain't going to pick up. But all of a sudden, like, one, two, three, one, nine, who this? And they did it so quick and aggressive. Like, I'm just like, the boy B. And they're like, hold on. <laughs> and it's just like, and they recorded that. And when it's like, yo, we got the site for the night. And they just played it, the boy B. Right. So <laughs> that was who they thought I was. I mean, I really was the boy B, but that wasn't my rap name. So I start running with that, the boy B. And eventually, I just had to stick with that, so I thought of a last name, and then my name was B. Cassidy, B. Cassidy. Okay. And that's when I got my deal, was B. Cass, known for the chrome and the ski mask. I'm so dope, I should get thrown in the rehab. Like, that's how I was giving it up, but I guess right. that's just too long. B. Cassidy, B. is like too much, so niggas just eventually start calling me Cassidy, then they just show on the cast. Right. You know what I mean? Right, now you, now you the hustler. You know what I mean? The GOAT, yeah. the legend. You got a lot of titles now, man. Yeah, a lot of shit now. That's like, you know, let's break down the hustler side of things, man, because that's, that's what really, you know, puts you on the map, at least for, you know, for, for listeners where I'm from. You know what I'm saying? I'm from uptown. I'm from Philly. So, you know, the hustle that you put in this music was heavy. So let's sure. talk about, you know, even outside of that, you talked about hustling, gumming school. You know what I'm saying? Like, you was always on the go. So let's talk about where you got the motivation for that, just to go get it. Um, the city, man, you know what I mean? Poverty, you know what I'm saying? We in poverty, and there's, like, not a lot of people that got a lot of information to give out. So it's hard to figure it out. You only see what's in front of you or what you, you know what I mean, what's available. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Being in that situation is what made me just always be trying to figure out solutions and ways out or ways to get to it. Right. You know what I mean? But in the fourth grade, um, when I started music, that wasn't a part of like me thinking about hustling. You know what I'm saying? Most people do want to get in the business because they think it's an easy bag and they think it's a quick way to get successful and get money. 
Like I told you, I was in the fourth grade, so I ain't had no responsibilities or no bills or nothing like that. I wanted the rap to be the best. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't care about money or none of that. I ain't even think about even making money at that time. I just wanted the rap to be the best. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I fell in love with. But in the meantime, in between time, as I was growing while I was rapping, I was just figuring out ways to maintain so that I could just keep rapping. Right. Signing the deal, I believe it was at uh, Rough House. For sure, when okay. I was 17. Okay, well, let's, let's, let's talk about that. How'd you get that, that situation? Um, I had the city on fire. I was tearing the city up. And um, I was doing that radio show I mentioned earlier, The Cypher. So I was winning that for months at a time. So I was pretty much like a radio personality. But this was back in the day before social media. So I was popping on the radio, but there was no way to see me. People just knew my voice and my name, but they didn't know how I looked. Yeah. So that's why I started running around the city, um, battling heavy to make niggas be able to put my body with my name. You know what I'm saying? So I started running around the city heavy, going crazy. And I just got super popular. So anytime anybody came to the city and asked, yo, who hot, who making noise, people was bringing me up. Right. And Swiss father came to the city one day. I mean, um, they, like, Rough Riders, a lot of them used to live in Philly. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They, like, got family there. So they passed by a lot. Right. So he was passing by, and he stopped in the barbershop. Okay. And when he asked in the barbershop, like, you know what I mean, who rap or who hot or whatever, they it's bought me up, building. you know what I'm yeah. saying? And they called me like, yo, we got somebody in here. So I come to the barbershop. I come around there. I see the boy. He got on some Rough Rider hat and a shirt and all that. But I ain't never seen him. It ain't like he DMX or somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't like, I'm yeah, like, all right, so. boy. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> but he like, let me hear something. I spit it like one verse. He was like, damn. He like, let me hear something else. So back then... Like, this was before I had a deal. This was, like, when I was super hungry. So he asked me to hear something. I just start rapping. Plus, my friends was around. So I started getting in my bag. Next thing you know, I'm rapping, like, 45 minutes to an hour straight. Right. He's super impressed. He take my information. But, I, like I said, it wasn't DMX, so I didn't think it was nothing. That's just what I did every day. So, like, a day or two later, I'm in school, and my mom paged me. That's how you know how long ago it was, because pages was out. <laughs> there was no cell phones, just pages. So my mom beat me, and I know when she beat me while I'm in school, it would be like something important. Right. So I'm I'm running to the payphone to try to call her. So when I get to the payphone, she's like, yo, you met some boy, um, some boy named such and such. I'm like, nah. She like, he, he said he's from New York, and he, his, he rough riders and all that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did meet some boy in the barbershop. She's like, oh, he said... He wants you to come out of New York, and he wants you to call him now, and he wants you to come out of New York tonight, and all that. And I'm like, for real? She's like, yeah, his brothers is the CEOs of Rough Riders, and they, they want to sign you. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I just left school, got with one niggas, and went out there. And that's how the shit happened. Right. And then you, and under them, you dropped your first album, right? Was that the same? Same record label we was with Rough Riders. Nah. No. So when, when they called me out there that day to go out there, mm -hmm. I took Shiz and Akbar with me. We wasn't a group. I was solo at the time. Like I told you, I was on the radio giving it up. I was a solo artist, but yeah. we was like a clique. Like we used to, I looked up to them for years, like because they was older than me doing their thing. 
And then I start putting in so much work that I eventually got my own shit popping. But, I mean, we was like a clique. We knew each other raps. They knew my shit and all that. So yeah. when I got the opportunity to go to New York, I brought them niggas with me. Yeah. And we had a meeting before we went to go meet with them. And I told them, like, yo, they don't know us. Like, TD, he met me, but the, the CEOs, they don't know us. They don't know if we a group or not. We could go in there and act like we a group. And they might sign us as a group, like the locks or something like that. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We all get a deal. And they was first, like, hesitant, but then they like, all right, like, fuck it. Yeah. And I just went in there and just, like, led the way. And they just backed me up. Niggas were super impressed, and they gave us a deal. We got signed as a three-man group, yeah. Larceny Family. But I wasn't a group, though. I was a solo artist. I just was looking out for my friends. Yeah. So we just made the name up that day. Yeah, I mean, right. turned into a group. You, you, my favorite battles. Yeah, I'm not a fan of like that, like a battle rappers like that. No, like, I mean, I'm like a, yeah, yeah, just you, just just what you've been involved in. Oh, it, with me. Yeah. My battle career was so long ago. Like I battled mostly from like '95 to '01. So that was so long ago. Yeah, but we, like, you know, we on the history. You wanted to know. I can't, I can't really yeah, think about remember, yeah, like, a lot. what was my... I mean... Right. I could remember a few battles I had, like, you know what I mean, for certain reasons, because mm -hmm. of people who was around. Like, you know what I mean, certain battles when I had, when the locks was there, mm -hmm. or battles when I had when Timberland was there, or battles I had when Buster was there, or right. Rod Digger was there, Battles I had when like people was there. Yeah. That's how I could remember. Like, oh yeah, I remember I killed that boy on Buster Studio. Yo, I remember yeah. I killed the boy and the locks was on the speaker. Like yeah. it gotta be like that, but just remembering dudes, cause yeah. I used to do that shit all day. Just running them up. And <laughs> I was doing that shit so long ago that the majority of the niggas that I was killing back then um don't rap no more. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right, right. And then some of them probably did grow to become stars. and But I ain't know them at the time when we was battling. Gotcha. Like, you know what I'm saying? Some people be like, yo, you know you battled what's his name before. And I be like, nah. They're like, yo, yes, you did. In front of the in front of the Apollo. You was battling such and such. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I just be forgetting. I don't know. Because I just... It's really running it up. up That's so real. much, man. That's real. So let's, let's... And there's like no battle like ever went the way I ain't wanted to go. So it was no reason for me to like remember it. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just right. the same thing every time. All right. You got anybody on the radar right now that you feel like you want to step in the ring with? Nah, I don't got no picks, man. Like, yeah. I don't even like battle rapping because when I battle rap dudes, it's like bad for their career, bad for their image. <laughs> like, I don't really like doing that to niggas. So I only do it if the money right now, like I, I retired. Unless they give me a certain type of bag because I already put in so much work. Mm -hmm. And I don't got no picks like, yo, I want to battle him. Or I want to battle him because I, I look at them niggas all the same. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, when, whenever I do do a battle, like whenever I put something together myself or maybe another league reach out with the bag that I'm looking for, then i let them pick. Or if I put it together, then i just figure it out for some reason. Let the fans pick or whatever. Right. But I don't got no picks, man. I don't. That's sad. That's sad. And I guess the dudes that I like the most is the ones that put in the most work. You okay. know what I'm saying? Just out of respect to how long they've been giving it up if they still around. Yeah. Like the um, 
like a loaded luck. So like a murder mook or like dudes that been around dumb long. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mav Hoffa or somebody. Um, Daylight. Like, you know what I'm saying? These dudes has been around since way back in the day. Yeah. And they still around giving it up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those is the dudes that I probably give the most credit to because they put in the most work. Right. And they the nicest with it, most consistent. Like, a lot of these new battle rappers that got names get names off of not being able to rap. Like, they get names off a bunch of other shit. And right. I ain't fans of that. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? You're going to never get me to like that shit. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you got to really be able to rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Period. So, there's only like a few battle rappers that could really rap. That's right. What about on the on the hip hop side of things and on your playlist? Who you who you tuned into? Um, I be listening to all different type of shit, man. Cause you know, I got sons and you know what I mean. So different times, I might put on different playlists for different reasons and different type of shit coming on. Right. So playlists. But when I mostly be listening to music myself, I only listen to my shit that I be working on. I work on so much music yeah. that. It's like, I don't even get to listen to all my shit. Like, so I'll be mean. Then I got all these artists and people I be writing for and features and just so much shit to do. I don't really get time to listen to music that much. Right. When I do, I like to listen to old shit, though. Like, old classic shit from the 80s, 90s, and 70s, and the 60s and shit right. like that. Something with some soul. All right, I like that. So That's, I got, That's different. Um, they coming real soon, uh, next month. So, you got on the production side of things. Um, I got different producers, but the main producer is Crooklyn Beats, man. Okay, you know what I'm saying he's a monster. He's the main producer. I produce some tracks on there. Mm. Bishop make it not, you know, me and music, um, and a few other producers. But the production is retarded. And it's in all different directions. It's not like the average album that you hear nowadays where it sounds like one producer did it or that one type of producer produced it. It's like every track is a different vibe, different sound, different bag. And that's why I love this project so much, man. It's real hip-hop. It's the real way you're supposed to do it. Right. Definitely real hip-hop, man. The one record in there, I don't know the name of it, but you test on... Everything that you needed to touch on when it came to hip hop, the essence, the history of it, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like we definitely need that right now, you know what I mean? But the new generation, sure. they don't really, like you said, they don't know the history. Um, and you well in tune with the history, you being a part of history and all that, you know what I'm saying? So let's talk about some of the. And I was studying even before I got around. Yeah, right. And that's what you got to do, man. You got to do your research, you got to know your history, man. Right. I don't know if we can give any of the. the, the Content that you got coming out on, but you had some crazy features, some not features, some crazy samples that you had in a few of those records. Yeah. So you know, I'm sure that came from you just knowing music. But what made you choose those particular um, samples? If you can touch on that. Um. Well, the different samples was for different reasons, but a lot of um, um, I did a well the single that I got out right now, Lean on Me. Like, um, we did Lean On Me over, you know what I'm saying? So, it's a whole new record. It's not like, you know what I mean? We trying to do the exact Lean On Me record over. Right. But it's based off that feel. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? And the reason why I did it, because this was a powerful record. I still love that record to this day. Every time I play that record, I just feel the emotions in it. Right. And then the movie Lean On Me, that was so powerful. So many scenes you could remember, so many parts. Like, you know what I'm saying? From that movie. Right. And, um... Lean on me too is a big song and like rehabs, like you know what I'm saying. They use it saying like you know what I mean. If you about to relapse, you can lean on me and right. stuff like that. Yeah. So that was on my mind, and I just thought it was appropriate for this time. Right. And a lot of people like used to say, "Yo, in our time, we was all about selling drugs. Now in this time, they all about using drugs. And now it's like this, and it's like a lot of people try to put down people that say that they addicted to this." But they be addicted to wild shit they self, but they just try to pick and choose what's the better addiction. And Man. I just wanted to do a record that let people know that we all addicted to something. That's real, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? And sometimes you don't even realize it. Like, you know what I mean? You might not even realize it. Like, you know what I mean? You could be in the studio working. Could be wild stuff going on, wild energy. And a dude could just be playing a video game the whole time. Right, and I realize he addicted to video games. <laughs> so, you know, outside of the music, man, I know you're busy, you got a lot going on. But you got any business ventures outside of the music? I know the hustler got something going on. So what you got up your sleeve that, that you're working on? Um, I'm working on a lot, man. Um, like I told you, I got Kirkman Beats in here, the biggest producer in the world. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um... I got Reggae Ratchet project that I'm coming coming out with real soon. Okay. Told you I'm dropping two projects that's gonna be battling each other. So I got a lot of videos to shoot, writing a lot of treatments. I just wrote my first movie. Um, about to be bringing out a few books real soon. Hope, hopefully, I'll be shooting my movie top of the year, top of next year. What's um, the movie about? What's it, what, what you nah. got going on? You can't get with the movie exclusive. Nah, it's movie called exclusive. Bigger Business though. Okay. That's how I'ma let you know, man. It's crazy, man. And my writing style is real unique, just like my rap writing style. And it's right. like <clears throat> you gonna be able to tell it's me. So what, can't what, wait to start what genre would be? What uh, you know, um, what kind of got, movie would it be? I got the clothing line popping the bar. Well, it's like comedy mixed with action and drama. Mm -hmm. It's like there's a little bit of everything in my shit. You gotta see nothing else, man. Just stay tuned, in, man. Easy. Shout my hip hop since 1987, niggas. Hip hop since 1987.com.